What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Story Time. You know what I should have done, Ross? I should have looked up um, what the painter. What was his name? Ross something. Bob Ross. Bob Ross. I should have like figured out how he opens his shows or something and done a little like uh, take on that. But uh, welcome back to a Story Time with Ross. How you doing, Ross? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. How was your week? You have a you have a good one? Yeah, this week was pretty good, actually. I um, oh well, I did get a lot of reading in. Um, yeah. But uh, that's because both of my kids had like stomach bugs and I've been like, yeah, it's craziness. And, uh, you know, so I didn't get as much reading as I wanted to, um, but I did get to go to the movies. Um, I did get to see Guardians last night. So very, very happy. Spoiler free because I haven't got to see it. It's so new. I hate when people spoil stuff like where it's day one. If it was like a week old, you had a little bit of a chance, but um, it was good. It was um, the soundtrack. I loved it was 90s music. Oh, basically okay. like late 80s to late 90s so um just know that going in but if, you know a kid like me like grew up with that it was like great to hear and um the, the story was was really good i i enjoyed it i enjoyed the pacing i enjoyed the 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 sequences the visuals did it wrap up the trilogy pretty well cuz i know this is like the last time we'll see this crew together i i don't want to spoil anything okay because you know i have my own interpretation of what i thought and how I thought that the movie should have gone. There was a couple of couple of things in the movie that I absolutely did not like. But right. as a whole, I still would say it was like an eight out of ten. I still liked it a lot. It wasn't wasn't okay. my favorite. Definitely wasn't my favorite Guardians movie. Guardians of the Galaxy, the original, is my second favorite Marvel movie. Yeah, um, it's so good. It's so good. I, I it's so good. Anyway, but um, yeah, the movie was good. I, I liked the, everybody that was in it. Um, I forget the guy's name who plays the High Evolutionary, but he was awesome. Oh, okay. Like, he was awesome. And the whole rocket story, the backstory, all that stuff, super emotional and, mm. and really well done. Um, I liked how they introduced uh, Warlock, uh, Adam Warlock or Adam whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. I liked how he was tied in. I know it's probably not identical to, it's definitely not identical to the comics because in the comic books, uh, it was he was introduced in Fantastic Four uh, 66 as a cocoon that the um, Fantastic Four find in like this cave and it opens and they call him him. Um, they they don't know, you know, who he is. And then it wasn't for like a while later, I forget how many issues or whenever it was. And then, then he becomes Warlock and then he becomes Adam Warlock and then he becomes, you know, all the different things. But, um, but yeah, I thought it was good as a person who likes how, him. How did it sit in terms of recent uh, MCU releases? I know a lot of people have been down on the MCU recently. I mean, I loved Quantum. I loved Quantumania. I don't care what okay. people... People could say, like, whatever they want. I thought it was a great movie. I thought that the villain, and as much as Jonathan Majors uh, is going through whatever he's going through right now, mm-hmm. um, I, I loved that movie. I thought that movie was, was wild. I thought it was good. Some people are going to say, like, whatever they want to say, but I'm guessing that's going to hold up well over time. Because it's a movie I want to go back and rewatch. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with this, this Guardians movie. I will go back and I will want to rewatch this movie. Maybe not as much as Quantum Mania, but I also, you know, the the last phase, there was so much nonsense that I didn't like. I didn't like Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, that was such a weird decision that they made for Love and Thunder. I just didn't love it. I mean, and and the the hard part is Ragnarok is my favorite Marvel movie ever. Like that, literally, is my top top list. So. Again, I know that nothing can be that, but I even like Thor: The Dark World more than I liked Love and Thunder. Yeah, me too. 
Well, right on, dude. I, I'm excited to see it. I hope I get a chance to to go see it this weekend. Did you see the Mario movie? No, my kids got to see it. Did they like it? They loved it. The second uh, they came home, <laughs> Mason went on the Nintendo Switch and played Mario Kart for like three hours. <laughs> <with life. laughs> yes. That's awesome. Um, but for those who don't know, Storytime with Ross is a chance for us to catch up on all things Marvel. Ray and I uh, don't keep up as much as we'd like to. And our buddy Ross here is... Uh, He's steeped in the stuff, so we like to pick his brain and see what's going on over there. So why don't why don't you uh, update us on some Marvel stuff you've been reading, man? Sure. Um, first book I will start with, or series, uh, is Silver Surfer Ghostlight. Um, did not know what to get into, what it was going to be when I got into it, but I will tell you, it is awesome. It's been one of the best written and drawn books I've seen in a while. Unique style. Um, basically it takes place after the first original Silver Surfer run back in 1968, whatever, 60, whatever, whatever it was. Um, and it's dealing with Al Harper. Al Harper is the first human that the Silver Surfer befriends back in the day and how this family of his moved to this little town of Sweetwater, uh, his, his un- the uncle is, is missing. <laughs> Do they yeah. sell a lot of audio equipment? And, right, uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so all of a sudden, th- th- this girl is having like uh, bad dreams. She's having these nightmares. She's visioning something. And all of a sudden, she finds this secret lab of his, like hidden in on this property, awakens these, these like nanobots that are like in his body that are giving him this like power. And all of a sudden, the silver surfer, you know, gets this call, knows that he's come, knows that he's awakened, comes down, helps his buddy Al, and now they have to battle with um, different uh, bad guys. And there's multiple bad guys in this. They're going against AIM, you know, uh, Advanced Idea Mechanics, mm-hmm. and they want Al Harper because Al Harper created these, like, nanobots. He created this, um, this like, something. He created something that they want. That's the simplest way to put it. There's also The Stranger. Now, I don't know if you know anything about The Stranger, but The Stranger is a collective. Basically, they were these gigantic people that were wiped out by the Eternals, and they decided to uh, meld themselves into a one-form super being called The Stranger. And they're trying to hold themselves together in this book. They're saying basically that uh, Al Harper is the key. He is the guy that can be the scientist to hold us together. And they've got hundreds of different minds talking at once because it's all, it's the whole society jammed into one person. Like imagine being John Malkovich, <laughs> but, but like, that's what it is. It's like, but they're all trying to control and, um, and they're all trying to figure this out. And the family's all scared and they don't know, like their uncle came back. Uh, but it's, it's, it's just, it's a lot going on, but it, it, it works well. And it's humorous too. Um, John Jennings, who wrote this, he, he like, it's funny. It's like, he, he writes these like little, like funny little like things in it that are just, they're not, they're subtle, but it's good. Kind of like when we were talking about, um, like off mic with chicken devils, that the second one has been a little bit less, not as funny like this. I like it because it just has just enough humor in it to make it like, okay, that took a break from so serious of this fighting, but, um, but not so funny that it's like just wild off the wall that it takes away from it being a action packed, you know, book. Uh, I would definitely so f- recommend it. For this run, though, you're saying it kind of takes place right after the original run, right? 
Right. So I, I don't know how long this is going to go, but basically it takes place after the original run, but before the one shot that happened in like 1980, 81. So would you say that new readers could pick it up and without an, yeah, any and issue? Yeah, I'm only, I've, what I've described is only the first three issues. There's only yeah. been three issues so far. So it's, it's a brand new series. You can probably still get the first two, three, you know, first three books for, for cover price or you know, read them online and, and you'll be caught up in a second. It's, it's, it's not, um, Marvel books I find are not, uh, hard reads, but they have a lot of text. Yeah. So, I'm looking at some interiors of it right now and there's quite a bit of text. Yes. It's a lot of text and, and it's, but I'm saying if you look at the interiors and look at the, the art style, it's not, um, it's not a typical style that you're used to seeing. It's got some more ambiguity to it and it's not as real. Like, uh, it's not like a Diodato, uh, Right, drawing. yeah, yeah. Um, who is writing that one? John Jennings. John Jennings. You said that, didn't you? Yeah, I, I follow him now. He actually commented when I uh, used it as one of my gin and tonics and comics books. Um, I think it was, issue, I don't know if it was issue two or issue one. I used it as, and he commented and said, thank you. And then I messaged him and I talked to him about this. And this is where he gave me some of his insight on it. Oh, so, cool. Um, yeah. I know Super our nice friend guy. over in Discord, Secondhand Primate, has been reading it, and he's been really enjoying it as well. So that's cool. Yeah, very good. I would suggest it. Um, if you want, uh, you want me to? Yeah, yeah. I'll move on. I'll go to the next thing, which is um, Fantastic, the new Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four is my favorite series ever. Not this, but as a whole. Um, when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was be a scientist. And, <laughs> and you know, my it's really crazy because my youngest, my older son, who's six and a half, Mason, he all he says he wants to do when he grows up is be a scientist because he wants to create robots so yes. that he could have robots do all the work for him. I said, he's going to be the guy who creates Terminators. Um, <laughs> with that said, um, I liked Reed Richards and I liked Ben Grimm. I liked that, you know, he was like an engineer and he was like a, a, a scientist and everything that, that happened. Um which is why I actually like the casting, by the way, complete side point, the casting announcements for the Fantastic Four. I'm, I'm happy with their selection so far, um, but some people are not. But that's Who did point. they announce? Because I kept seeing... Uh, Adam Driver as Mr. Fantastic. That's they, he's, for real? He's, yes, he's been given an offer sheet. Now, he is, I don't know if he's accepted it, but um, he was given the offer sheet. Uh, so was, uh, what's her name, who plays Harley Quinn? Oh, okay. Ma Maggie Rob Robbie. Margie, Margot Robbie. Yeah, there you yes, go. There you go. <laughs> we it. got there. Um, and then it's some other guy I've never even heard of, but he looks like that pompous, pompous guy that Johnny Storm could be. Um, and look, he looked good for the part. I said, I'm fine. If he's a good actor, I, I, I mean, I, I'm okay with good acting. Some people don't like when they put these, some people have been commenting that they don't like Margot Robbie because <clears throat> they're like, oh, I can only see her as Harley Quinn or this or that. I said, but if she's a great actress, she can play Sue Storm. She, yeah. I see her blonde, and I see Adam Driver, and they're in their thirties, forties, like that, that. If that's what they're kind of going for, I mean, um, yeah. But uh, anyway, and then Antonio Banderas is the voice of Galactus. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's gonna be crazy. What <laughs> they do with that? <laughs> um, but anyway, so we're talking say, about the Ryan North run of Fantastic yes. Four. Right? So this uh, started out with the first three issues where they were separating uh, everybody into different issues. There was an, the first issue was uh, the, uh, the uh, thing and Alicia. Yeah. The second issue was, um, I can't remember if it was Johnny, but it was 
it was Johnny Storm. And then the third issue was Sue and, and Reed. And then eventually they meet up in issue four. But they wanted to kind of give you a backstory of where they are in the current. And then in issue four, they tell you why they're where they are. Um, there was uh, this attack on the Baxter building from the negative zone. And the only way that Reed felt that he could save the world was he displaced the building and a whole block in midtown Manhattan or wherever the Baxter building is in, in the story. He replaced He just took it out of time and put it a year into the future. And a lot of people were mad at the Fantastic Four. He's like, but I saved Earth. He's like, yeah, but you didn't ask me. My husband was in there. I have a job that was in there. Like, you know, the people are not going to notice it because for them, it's a blink of an eye. A year's just going to go by, just like the blip in um, in the uh, Avengers, in the mm -hmm. Infinity War. But, he, you know, Reed is just trying to just, he's like, yeah, but I saved the world. And they're like, we don't care. So now they were... They're on the run. They're, they're, that's why they're, they're where they are. And they kind of like met up outside of the city to kind of, uh, you know, figure out what they can do now because they have a year to wait for this to come calm down. And hopefully people will um, will calm down. And uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. It's it's new enough for me as far as the, the storylines that I don't feel like it's repetitive. And that's what I like about it. I, I, I know that some people get bogged down in um like I, i'm reading daredevil and and some of the it's i've been reading it now at this point it seems like some of the same stuff just keeps happening over and over and over again and it's the same um it's the same uh, moral it's the, right. the, the end it's like okay god's gonna be with you uh you know um i'm gonna escape i'm gonna get beat down but i'm gonna rise up but i feel like it's just over and over is the same thing now i know fantastic four is very supernatural and uh, sci-fi like they're they're in the negative zone uh, uh they went to they got they got thrown into the dark dimension in the last issue and brought back some sludge that's now invading earth um in the newest issue they had to uh sue storm had to use a force field to block the sun over a three mile perimeter town that the sludge was contained in because the only way the sludge could move is by sunlight but now at the end of the issue you find out that the government's like, that's not right. You could have a mass extinction event on your hands. Like you can, if you can block the sun, like that's, that's huge. So um, now Maria Hill and uh, the government is trying to uh, apprehend the Fantastic Four saying that they're liable for not just the, like Manhattan with what they did, but now like they can, they're, they're looked at as evil more so than good for what they're, what they're doing. I'm um, reading a, a review here. I wonder if if you agree with this. It says, if you want a comic that focuses on what really makes the Fantastic Four special, this is the series to read. Because it, it, it utilizes their powers and it utilizes that they're, they're they're smart about it, but they're also pompous about it. Like that yeah. they're they think they're the best. They're like, yeah, we we got, we got this. What do you what do you want us? Do you want us to let the world go to, go to <laughs> crap? Like, no, we're gonna take care of this. And they're like, well, who are you to decide? They're like, we're the Fantastic Four. That's who we are. <laughs> like basically. I've never, I've never read it, man. I'm gonna hop on to uh, Unlimited tonight, and I'm gonna, if you, if you mainly just read, out of respect for for you, I'm gonna. I, I'm telling you, if you read the it. first issue and you're like, it's just a wild story. Forget that, it's just the thing and Alicia. Just know that going in. But it's, it's just, I didn't give anything away from what that individual story is. But if you read it and you like it, then you'll probably like the remainder of the stories, the individuals, and then when they come together. Right on. Uh, did you ever get a chance to read Full Circle? The Fantastic Oh, the Alex. Book? No, I did not. I forgot oh, about okay. that. It's on my bookshelf. 
Yeah, I was just really curious because the reviews on that have been great too. And I wondered if it fit I into totally there. forgot about it. I had it, I bought it, and then I, and then I get caught up in all these other books. And it's yeah, on my yeah, it's yeah. on my bookshelf. I it's like the same. I I yeah. Put it to the list. <laughs> yeah. I think uh for me the fan this series sounds so interesting. Uh the Silver Surfer one sounds fun, but this one sounds like something I could really dive into and spend a lot of time kind of learning this group here and uh, I like that you, stuff. You like, I know you like a, a, a like some sci-fi aspects. Of yeah, it. like it's not, and it doesn't seem like they're dealing with other superheroes. It's not like X Men or Avengers, right. where they're all intertwined. Like, I mean, the, the the Daredevil book, the Avengers are trying to capture Daredevil. That's basically what the last issue was. And I'm like, so it's like Spider Man talking to Daredevil and Captain America fighting like this. And I'm like, it, this Daredevil book has gone a little off the rails. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. But um, yeah, this but, one yeah. sounds cool, man. I sh- I I picked up the first issue and I never actually read it, so I, I need to go back on Unlimited and catch up, man. This sounds yeah. cool. Um, I got a couple more. If you want to go through them, I can. Yeah, I'm stoked to hear about Strange Academy. Okay, I'll do that next. So, Strange Academy Finals. So, so is you... this over? Over? Is this done? The whole well, at series? the end it says the end, or is it? Oh, okay. One <laughs> so, of those. <laughs> like, it's because it's Scotty Young writing it. So, like, he, he probably left it as an open-ended thing, like, saying, because um, at the very end, it literally says, and now we open the doors to the next class of Strange Academy. Oh, okay. So, the, like, the one class has graduated. That's why this is Strange Academy Finals. At least that's where I'm, when I'm gauging from it. They're graduating, and now there's a new... A cat, there's going to be new people coming in. Um, obviously, Doctor Strange is dead. He's been dead since they did uh, the death of Doctor Strange. Like that tied into this. Um, and uh, it's uh, Brother Voodoo who's running the school. Yeah. Um, it's It's been a lot of fun. Have you read, did you read the original, The Strange Academy? I read the first, you know how they were making them in these like tiny little trades? They're like yeah. smaller. Yeah, I was picking them up. So I read the first two. I think it was okay. like, but not the third one. Not the third one. Okay, so basically, at the end of the third one, um, Emily Bright ends up with Dormammu in the Dark Dimension because she wants to get back at the school because the school, she thinks, is trying to control them, and she's acting like a kid. It's like the kid who's like, I I don't want... You, you teachers can't teach me. I want to teach you. And you're like, well, you're at this school. Like, right. you got to learn. Like, <laughs> you're, you're being a kid. Like, stop this. She's like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm stronger than all of you. So she goes there, she gets imbued with the power of uh, Dormammu, and uh, there's been this whole extinction event um, that that everybody's been, like, prefacing, like, earlier in, in the book, that it's going to happen, and everyone thinks it's going to be Dormammu who does it, but it actually looks like it could potentially be her, um, that, that this foretold future of, you know, imminent destruction is going to occur, and... Yeah, it's just a crazy. This issue, issue six, was the last issue. Wrapped it up. Um, she's at she's at the school. She's trying to uh, bring them all down and say, like, you kids are welcome to come back to my side. Come to the dark dimension where all the power is here and all of this stuff is is happening. And and they're like, you don't know how out of control you are right now. And um, do you want me to spoil? I mean, I don't know if it matters yeah, at go, this point. Go ahead. So she. Matter. She uses all her energy to try to kill Dormammu's kid, Doyle. And mm-hmm. in doing so, uh, Eric, uh, who is an Asgardian, jumps in front of Doyle to stop it and ends up getting killed. And I found that really good. 
because in a lot of comic books, they just like, oh, and he's in the hospital, or oh, he can take that. And they don't actually kill people. They don't kill characters off as, as easily. And it was just like, he's shot. Oh my God, he's dead. Like, what did you do? You, you just killed one of your friends. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh my God, like I can't. So then at that point, Doyle says, I've been holding back this whole time. You don't think that if I'm the son of Dormammu, I have his powers too. Right. And he basically becomes this giant, you know, ball and just basically destroys Emily. But then, um, and then he, he can't control the powers when they get that out of control. And then, uh, Hogoth, the, uh, who's like one of the, like beings of uh of like magic and sorcery has to like breathe onto him to like make him like calm down, and then they they go through like a remembrance ceremony, a graduation ceremony kind of thing, where they're like, "We remember Eric, and we'll never forget." And uh, you know, but you know, it's good that you guys like learned where you are and what's happening. And uh, it was it was nice morals. I mean, I like Scotty Young's writing. He always yeah, writes with, with with good morals at the end. It's always like yeah. I feel like at the end. You know some of his stories. What was it that you um that you guys did the book of the week uh for for him? Middle West. Middle West, yes. And how it just kind of like wrapped up at the end. Yeah. I'm like he tells great stories, but sometimes the wrap up at the end gets really quick. Right. But I feel like this series because it was 18 issues and now this is six issues. It's 24 issues. You, that's that's it. It was good. It was nice. It, it it told the story. Um, it left some open ends with Gaslamp. Gaslamp is a, a, a cool villain that I thought, like, you don't know a lot about. I'd love to see him in other things. Um, I, I like the kids. I'd love to see if they just decide to do spinoffs of, like, Doyle, like, with with other with some of the other kids. Um, but but really good. The writing, the art, um, Humberto and, and Scotty, man, they just know what they're doing. Uh, I know. In terms of how Marvel was kind of positioning this, it seemed like, Maybe they were targeting a, a younger reader group. Like, who who would you recommend this for? Who do you think could get into it if they if they were uh, starting from the beginning or looking for something to dive into? You know, because it is a a school, I think that that's exactly it. Like, you could get a preteen, a 10, 11, 12-year-old kid who, who likes reading but doesn't really want to sit down and read a book but kind of wants something where he could feel part of the story. Yeah. Because... It kind of talks about how, I mean, my whole premise, my whole uh, thought on this is it, it makes you feel like if you're an outcast, it's okay. You you know, there's going to be times when you're going to try to do things that are um, not right or not allowed. And you want to know what, but if you're, if you're, you, you, you get second chances, Yeah, friends will be there for you. And the teachers understand that you're kids. And I feel like the the teenager who is looking for a book, the like I said, probably eleven to eighteen, that that teenage kid who's who's just looking for something um, that they can relate to. I think that's prim- primarily who they're aimed at. But um, I I loved it as an adult. I mean, because it was it's probably the easiest Marvel read there is because it's Scotty's writing. He writes he it's like um, Brian K. Vaughn. Brian K. Vaughn, when, when you read Saga, like you can just read Dude, that. And it just, it, it's minimal writing, but you get it. And that's yes. what I feel like with Scotty with this. It's like, there's not as much words, but the, the pictures and the words are just the right amount and you can flow through it. And and you could probably read all 24 in like a week. I mean, that's how how quick and easy read it is. Uh, quick aside, is he... Mm-hmm. Whatever happened with Fairyland? Is that still? Is he still writing that? I feel yeah. like I haven't seen a new issue for a while. You want to know what? That's that is true. I haven't 
I I don't remember when the last issue came. Last, I mean, it's probably been about a month. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it didn't get. I'm, no, it had to be picked up. I mean, maybe they're just having printing issues. Yeah. Um, or, or it got pushed back like a week or two, or, or delivery issues. Uh, one of the things, real quick, about Strange Academy, the mm-hmm. the cool thing about it is that they are printing the trades in like a smaller format, which I think is really you know a kid can handle it a little better. But then they did do a a hardcover a collection yeah. of it and a a little bit bigger. So I kind of wanted to pick that up because I I did like it and I love Scotty. I just like supporting him and uh, anything Scotty does, I want to have on the shelf. So <laughs> yeah, me too. And and uh, he has it all on his website too. Yeah. He's like really good at like, just like, if you can't, if you don't have an LCS that you can get it. And um, this week with his I Am Groot, he had an I Am Groot Scotty Young cover on his website and a separate one for retailers. So again, yeah. you could still support him in both ways. Like you could get the one that's exclusive to him and you can get the one that's exclusive to the retail, or not exclusive to retailers, but that is a retailer you yeah. know, variant. Um, and I like that about him. Are you going to pick up the, the Groot series? Ray was thinking about it. He thought it looked kind of I picked cool. up the first issue. I just haven't read it yet. Yeah, I was a little like I said, skeptical. I, did, I get a chance it. to read these. You want to know what? If I pick up a first issue and I, <clears throat> excuse me, and I read the first couple of pages, and I'm just like, meh. I, I've done that with certain books in general, not just Marvel, where I just pick up, and if I'm like, you know, it's not drawing me in enough. Yeah. Some I, I just like. I know I'm going to want to read this, but some of those ones that I'm on the fence, I, I'll pick it up for a couple bucks just to see, especially if I'm getting it with a cover I like. Yeah, I uh, I do like to throw a lot of my money around to other comic book uh, like podcasts and stuff on Patreon. I support a lot of them, and one of them I get like random graphic novels every month. And I got this uh, Rocket and Groot. Oh, uh, nice! So kind of stoked to check that out. But I think you have one more you want to dive into, man. Yeah, I have one more, and then I'm just going to give you a quick little thing on another one. The last thing I really wanted to talk about, which is going to be. Crazy, which is the Sins of Sinister event. Um, I know that you're not reading it, and I know that it's wild right now, but X-Men will be, I think, rebooted at the end of the fall or the end of the summer. Hmm. So it's going to let everybody get back on the board. I think they're like rebooting it. Um, but basically, Sins of Sinister Dominion, um, I saw that uh, Mad had, had actually, like from the Pullbox Pals, he had mm-hmm. picked it up because he said it was on his key list. And I said... I, I messaged him privately. I said, dude, if you try to read this, you're going to get so lost. I said, because it's a thick book, but it's all over the place with everything going on. Um, it's a thousand years into the future at this point. So basically, what I explained the, and the last time I did the story time with Ross um, was he, Mr. Sinister created this um, Moira McTaggart clone farm, basically, where he can store universes like memories of universes in her and if he kills her it resets the universe and he keeps trying to rewrite the universe to be perfect and to have him in it dominion is because it's called dominion because he wants to reach dominionhood what he thinks is if there's enough of him out there worshiping him and enough of his uh genes spliced into people he can go beyond being a god i remember that and he can go to Dominionhood, where he's basically like AI. He's like outside of time and space, and he could live in immortality. Um, but he uh, gets to this, you know, whole thing. This story, by the way, was wild. I don't remember if it was this one or if it was, um, if 
So it was Nightcrawlers or Storm of the Brotherhood of Mutants. I don't remember which one, but they threw the juggernaut like around the universe. And because the juggernaut doesn't stop, eventually, like how uh, they, no, it isn't this, eventually how they get uh, into where his, they, he finally gets to, after all these books, finally gets to where his, uh, his laboratory's been hiding. That's what the whole point is. It's a thousand years in the future because he can't find his laboratory. He knows it's out of control, the original Sinister. But there's like Professor Xavier Sinister. Um, there is uh, Mother Righteous. Mother Righteous is Mr. Sinister, except instead of a diamond on her head, it's a heart. And um, and she is basically, it's her, uh, Professor Xavier, and the original Mr. Sinister, like trying to fight to get to this lab and he knows that if he can get to this lab, he can reset everything and go back to the beginning and he, and try this again. But people are like, no, you can't just end people's lives because he knows if he resets the timeline, the last thousand years doesn't exist. Any kids, any family, any anything that you have. And so some of these people literally spawned out of this event. So they're trying to prevent him from just getting rid of the, the world that exists, even though it's a, it's a crappy world, they're trying to get rid of it. And um, the juggernaut is shot around and Destiny, who can predict the future, obviously, Destiny. And she knew where it would end up being, the lab in space, and where the juggernaut's trajectory would take him. And he shoots and ends up going through the head of Galactus, <laughs> which is, it's a cosmic Ghost Rider Galactus kind of thing going on. And then into this, like, the building where it was like an impenetrable force door, Um it was it was a fun it was a fun like little like thing where you're like oh that's so cool that they did that that they threw Juggernaut in there so he's lived a, for a thousand years yeah is this an alternate timeline thing then or is this kind of happening at the same time as all the other stuff that's going on you know what's weird is um, when I saw uh, my buddy James who runs the local shop by me I asked him at the beginning I'm like is X Men and the Sins of Sinister event separate now because at one point they were kind of like intertwined he's like yeah they they like just did it as a separate thing. And X-Men, which I love, I'm actually loving the X-Men story, the way that they're doing it, but they're like two separate things. Okay. They've like split off and they're doing their own thing. So the Sins of Sinister um, event, which I've loved, I loved all the books associated with it. Um, but it's hard if you don't know, if you didn't know going into it, what was happening in X-Men, it's kind of hard to just jump into it. But if you know the backstory of Mr. Sinister is, you know, on the Quiet Council in Krakoa and, he is because of his, his genius. That's why they keep him around. But secretly, they know he's a bad guy. And this is what he's been doing. He's trying hmm. to figure out ways to get rid of all the um, the telepaths and uh, people who have you know telekinesis so that they can't read his mind and get rid of anybody who knows what the future will hold. And he keeps trying to kill them all until they're all dead. Then he can do what he wants to do because no one's going to stop him. But if you don't know that going in, that's where this all spawns out of or spawns into. And um, now he he the clock did get reset. He's back at the beginning, but he reached Dominionhood, but someone already had gotten there. And you find out at the end that it was Mother Righteous, that that version of him, this female version of him, is the one who's outside of space and time. And she comes back to the present, not the thousand years in the future, to tell the Quiet Council what he's been up to. And they put him in this hole that like is the only way you can hold people. And then she also says, but we have to hold all you telepaths too, because you guys are also the problems. And so they shove, uh, you know, Emma and uh, Emma Frost and Professor X and a couple other ones into a hole too. And now it's like Storm and her. 
and uh, and and that's just where it's like left off. And uh, now there's a um, couple more books that I got to read. And Immortal X Men is finally back out, and uh, that Fall of X book. And there's a couple one shots leading up to the Hellfire Gala, and um, and then the Fall of X. Just well, everything's gonna happen. I love Karen. I think it's Gillen, Karen Gillen, or yeah. is it Gill? Yeah. Did you read his Guardians run? Didn't. Me neither. But I heard it was wild. You know, it's hard again with Marvel because of the the how much how text heavy it is. I mean, like if I show you, there's literally like pages in here. Let me see if I can find it. Pages where it's literally just yeah, like, I know, like that. dude. And you and you're just reading like so. It's 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 like a book. It's uh -huh. just and I do it and I like it. But I have to devote so much time. Like this book took me yeah. like an hour to read. Yeah. One book. At least like, it feels like you're getting your money's worth instead of reading Little Monsters and being done in a minute. <laughs> well, like, I don't, and I like Little Monsters. <laughs> me too. Me too. But but I I, I should have waited for the trip. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, did you ever read Once in Future? No, dude, I loved Once in Future. Another Karen Gillan uh, work. Yeah, I uh, I'll check it out. I I honestly have. So much I'm trying to... I know. There's no way we can read everything. That's yeah, why we have you on, man. <laughs> right, we'll just yeah, do that. Yeah. And, you know, if someone wants to catch up, if now they're like, oh, that sounds cool, I'll get into this. And if they know even even the little bit of what I've said and they can now jump into Sense of Sinister, if they just read the event, you can kind of catch yourself up knowing a little bit of backstory. Yeah. Oh, and last thing I wanted to say, um, I wanted to tell you about clobbering time. Yes, now, This is just going to be simple. I didn't know what it was, what I was getting into, because I, I mean, I, I liked the the thing. There was the, the book, The Thing, that came out like a year or two ago, where it was like four issues, and it was fun. It was drawn like very, very cartoony. I really liked it. This, the first issue was The Thing and Hulk, and I was like, okay, maybe they're going to just do a Thing and Hulk book. No, the second issue was The Thing and Wolverine. Oh. And the next issue is Doctor Strange and The Thing. Whoa. So basically, it seems like they're just going to take the thing and have him fight a battle with with one other superhero, which I find interesting because if you like a specific hero, you could pick up the story and just read it. Like one shot a, for a different right. Like you, if you if you if you're just like oh I love Wolverine, I want to read this story. There is a um there is a villain that we kind of just don't really know enough about him. That is like an overarching like overarching like thing. Um, but again, it doesn't really get in the way of, of stuff because they're fighting this guy, but you just think he's a bad guy. Like you, you don't really know enough at this point. We're only two issues in. I want to pick that up too. I remember when you first talked about it, me and Ray were both pretty stoked on that one. It's just interesting. And like, again, it's, it's, it was, I don't know. I just like reading comics. <laughs> me too, man. Well, right on. Um, anything else you want to chat about? No, I, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm reading a lot of other books. Uh, I've got to catch up on uh, my non-Marvel stuff. And um, I'm really, uh, really hoping that uh, these other, the, the, the Marvel books that I'm reading, you know, that they keep going the way they're going. Moon Knight, I'm up to like, whatever it is, 28. Daredevil's up to 10. Is Moon Knight uh, and Venom teaming up now? I saw Moon Knight. Yes, the newest issue came out. I didn't read it yet. It came yeah. out on Wednesday. It's, it's Moon Knight and Venom. And the last issue is um, Tiger. She's like, yeah. she had basically like almost like a whole solo thing where she was the detective in it. I feel like they're just kind of uh, getting to the point where they're just procrastinating because they've gone through the midnight mission and they've gone through the things and they fought this guy. And now it's like, I, I just wish they'd wrap it up. And I hate to say that, 
But to me, uh, ongoing series doesn't need to be 50, 100 issues. It could be 25 issues. I agree. And then so you wrap much. it up and then you start it over. But I like stories that have a start and a finish. Yes. If it doesn't have a start and a finish, I don't know. I keep reading it and I feel like, oh my God, like this again? <laughs> this guy's doing this again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, right on, man. Thanks for uh, for keeping us up to date on on what you're reading with Marvel and giving people uh, something so they can jump on to Sins of Sinister. Looking at yeah. you, Mad. <laughs> <No. laughs> and uh, yeah, hopefully we could keep doing these, uh, make it a little regular part of the show. And um, yeah, I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah. And uh, I would hope so too. And sorry it took so so long to do it, and sorry I'm spent so much time talking. No, that, that's what this show's for, <laughs> man. It's it's story time with Ross. How can uh, how can people follow you and your comic book stuff that you're doing? Uh, yeah, if you want to follow me, I am Red Optical Corp on Instagram. I post my comics, my weekly pick of the week, which is my gin and tonics and comics. If you ever see me out and you want to do something, go get me a gin and tonic. <laughs> I will always accept those. They are currency. Do you have a favorite um, gin? I really like the Drum Shambo. Drum Shambo, right yeah. on. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's where basically I am, and uh, um, yeah, that's it. I I, I try to I, I had done stuff, tried to do YouTube, but can't do it. I don't have the time, and yeah. I don't have Discord. Uh, I do. I follow you guys in Discord, but I don't have my own. So Instagram is basically it, and uh, I appreciate you guys uh, having me for that. Heck yeah! Well, we appreciate you giving us the time, and uh, it's always fun to chat with you. I wish I was reading Marvel more. I have the unlimited. I I just make excuses, but like you said, it's hard hard to read everything. So. It's fun to keep up with you, man. Yeah, dude. Well, have a good week, dude. Yeah, man. Take care. Later. Keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds.